Great to have your company on another episode of The Money Minutes. I'm Ross Greenwood. I want to today concentrate pretty much on housing values. And what you can see over the weekend especially was a significant pickup in activity in the housing markets across most of Australia. Um, Now, what you're seeing is really the volume of transactions taking place compared with this time last year across the whole of Australia is down by about 30%. There are around 1,500 sales take place this time last year. Right now, it's down to about 1,100 sales. But what that also shows is the momentum is starting to build again in the housing markets as borders start to open up, as people go back to work, as people, I guess, become more confident about their income. But there's a second form of confidence in the property market, of course, and that comes from the banks themselves. And as we've heard the dire forecasts in the past from, you know, in particular, Matt Common, the chief executive of the Commonwealth Bank, who says in a worst case scenario, housing prices they thought could have fallen by 32%. um, You've also got a situation where the banks have got to be confident to continue to lend. Now, in a worst case scenario, let's say, for example, that unemployment rises towards double digits, towards 10%, um, and, and you've got significant numbers of people out of work, hundreds of thousands of people. But do bear in mind that even if you say, for example, get an unemployment rate of you know 10%, 90% of people who want to work are still working and therefore are capable of being able to pay off their mortgages. So it really then becomes a bit of a game. Number one, whether you are confident in your own job and therefore your own income, and or if you're a property investor, whether you are confident that your tenant can maintain their income to be able to continue to pay the rent and therefore in turn, you start to pay the bank. Now, what happens right now is because you've got this you know, ongoing activity, better activity, auction clearance rates across Melbourne and Sydney, certainly parts of Canberra, um, above 60%. So we're really getting back to the levels that were seen last year and late last year when, when things were getting good again and people had confidence in particular in those property markets. So you then come to the next phase of this. Why are they doing this? Well, it's not this similar to what's taking place in the stock market right now. What you know is that that's a yield-based play where people are sitting there and having a look at dividends and making a calculation that even if dividends are cut um, and instead of, say, for example, getting a running yield of 4% with franking credits, of course, on top of that tax credits, um, they're instead getting just, say, 3%. They're still looking at that as compared with the money they're receiving from interest in the bank, which is just about zero, and saying, well, that must be a better deal. Now, the important part about this, like in a property, is working out whether the income will continue to be delivered. In the case of some banks already, interim dividends have been cut. But the likelihood is, as Australia's economic activity picks up, those dividends will be resumed. And maybe in time, these prices that people have paid will seem to be relatively cheap. But as I've said, the real worry about Australia's economy right now is we don't know how the stress testing will take place after September. And the reason why September is so important is because that is a time when many of the band-aids that the government has placed over Australia's economy start to come off. And so we don't know just how many what are now being called zombie companies there are out there. In other words, businesses that otherwise should have gone broke that haven't. Businesses that might create unemployment and therefore stress for people to be able to either pay rents or indeed pay their mortgages. And until we really get through that period, we won't know just what state property markets might be in and indeed what the state of corporate Australia will be.
But the calculations many people are simply working on right now are pretty straightforward. Let's go, I don't know, units. You go back to the core logic values from the beginning of this month, and you start to see that the yield, uh, the gross yield this is, on a, on a unit, say, in Sydney, 3.5%, in Melbourne, 4%, in Brisbane, 5.2%, in Adelaide, 5.4%, in Perth, 5.2%, in Hobart, 5.3%, in Darwin, 6.8%, and in Canberra, 5.8%. So say, for example, you're renting out uh, an apartment to a public servant in Canberra who seems pretty secure in their job, and you're copying that 5.8% gross yield. Of course, right now, you should be borrowing in the twos. And so as a result, even if you have to reduce rents, and there's anecdotal evidence that rents are being reduced in some areas right now, simply because people have either lost jobs or lost an ability. So the, the, the supply um, demand balance for rents has probably been tilted a little bit in favour of those people who are seeking rent to rent at the moment. The fact is still, you'd cop the 5.8% yield knowing that you're only paying 2%. Now, a lot of people take that piece of mathematics as an opportunity to borrow up big to buy in the expectation of future capital growth. But capital growth is made up of different components. Number one, population movement. Number two, the ability for more people to demand to buy that property in the future. And also, the ability for you to maintain that rent. Many people will continue to pay their rents. Many people will continue to stay in work and have income. But it comes back to that big word of confidence. Are people confident enough to go and pay higher prices in future for property as compared with what they've paid in the past? Well, at the moment, it seems many are, simply because of the number of properties being cleared at auction over the past weekend gives you a sense that maybe people are starting to chase that calculation and those yields. But I keep on pointing out, until you start to see the impact of the economy, after the zombie companies have been released in September, after all of a sudden people come off JobKeeper, after companies are no longer allowed to trade while insolvent, you don't know really the depths of this property market and where it might land. The reminder, as you've seen a few days of the stock market having wobbles, banks coming off in a big way, is really just be cautious. The sentiment will change and change again before this period of economic activity is over. And remember the odd thing about this, Australia is probably one of the best placed nations on earth to get through the whole coronavirus economic disruption. But the real problem for Australia, of course, is we don't live alone. And therefore, any wobbles that might take place in either China or the United States also will be felt here with our economy. As I say, you might be brave and go into the market, the property market right now as an investor, and you might be proven absolutely right. But I'll tell you what, you are also taking a step into the unknown until some of these band-aids come off Australia's economy. Thanks for your time. We'll do it again soon. I'm Ross Greenwood. This is The Money Minutes.